see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. Hello, 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 and welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. I'm your host, and I am thrilled to be here, and I'm psyched that you've tuned in. If you are new to Talk with Francesca, let me go over a few things that you might want to know. If you want to share some feedback, ideas, or you have a question, or if you want to reach me, all you have to do is email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. And if you miss part of the show, you can hop on over to my iTunes page where you can listen to other hundreds of other episodes of Talk with Francesca. All right, if you want to know what else is going on, including upcoming shows, giveaways, etc., you can visit my website, talkwithfrancesca.com. So last week, I gave away a $50 gift certificate to Rio Brazilian Steakhouse on Court Street in Plymouth to Michael Assis of Plymouth. Congratulations to you, Michael. Uh, the food is fabulous. The food is just to die for. You've got to go there, listeners. Got to, got to go. All right, this week I'm giving away, okay, brace yourself, a full car detail. Yep, you heard that right. A full car detail at Angel Touch Body Shop and Detail in Bourne. All you got to do, okay, I'm looking for the 15th emailer to info at talkwithfrancesca.com. So hop on your computer now and good luck. In the subject line, make sure that you put clean machine. I'm Again, I'm looking for the 15th emailer. They do a beautiful job, I know, because I had my car detailed there and couldn't have been happier. And they are super fast. I mean, really, really fast. I was actually on my computer for just maybe like an hour and a half, two hours, and I was in and out, and my car looked brand spanking new. So, all right, good luck, good luck, guys. All right, America is in love with the alpha female. So what happens when the alpha female gets married? You got it. She becomes the alpha wife, of course. What exactly does it mean to be an alpha female? She's in charge of everything and everyone, better known as she the boss. But what guy wants his wife to be that boss? It may start out okay, but eventually it's a no-go. Did you know that since 1970, just as women became more and more powerful outside the home, more alpha, the divorce rate, you got it, tripled. And it's women who are initiating the divorce. Enter Suzanne Venker, known as the feminist fixer. She's penned the book, The Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage, How Love Works. She's convinced there's an art to loving a man, and she's here with, with us now. I uh, just want to tell you, she's a pretty big deal. Her work has appeared in Time, USA Today, the New York Post, and has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Newsweek, The Atlantic, Forbes, The Huntington Post, and London's Daily Mail. Her TV credits include Fox and Friends, Stossel, The View, CNN, and ABC. And we're going to introduce her right now. So welcome, Suzanne, to Talk with Francesca. Great to have you back. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Suzanne, let's start with exactly what is exactly the alpha woman? So the alpha woman is essentially um, a very strong-willed, um, domineering type person, or female in this case, 
um, who really at the core of it is needing and wanting control. And the control doesn't necessarily always mean over someone, but it's definitely um, a, 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 like a need that they that they have to always be calling the shots or having things their way or wanting to be right or wanting to be heard and so on and so forth. And so it's really important to distinguish that between um, being assert, uh, aggressive, um, excuse me, assertive mm-hmm. and strong-minded um, because it's good to have a strong mind. It's good to be assertive. It's good to stand, you know, for something as opposed to nothing. But it creeps up very easily and quickly into another realm. And that's where I, that's what this book is really about is moving away from being, say, strong-minded to being strong-willed or difficult or unable to let down your guard or unable to compromise, that kind of thing. Where do you think it comes from? So I think that there's always, I mean, we're talking really about personalities. So I, in the book, I talk about it as alpha and beta, but I've also said, you know, you could say type A versus type B. There's different ways of describing it, passive, active. Um, so on the one hand, it's a personality trait. However, in addition to that, there's been a very strong move in this country, as you know, for the last 50 years towards women's quote unquote empowerment. And girl power and having women really sort of, um, you know, be, be, in my opinion, overly proud and um, needing to dominate in order to get their due. You know, that's definitely the message that's been carried forth in the media and in the culture for years. And I believe that that has contributed to this problem where we now have just an abundance of women who's very being is so vastly different from our mother's and grandmother's day. Right. So are you saying then, am I hearing you correctly, that our culture is is designed for women to fail then as partners, wives, girlfriends? Right. Because what we're doing is we're so focused in on getting them to compete in the world or in the marketplace outside the home. So overly focused on that, so obsessively focused on that, that there's never been any conversation about how, okay, well, that's fine to be aggressive and assertive in the marketplace. But you you have to turn that off when you get home if you're going to have a loving relationship because those same qualities that you're going to use to get ahead are not the same qualities that you're going to use to get ahead in love. There, that's a whole different domain, and it has a whole different set of skills, really skills that I think women used to know that today's women don't because they're not, they're not schooled in that. They're not supposed to be schooled in that. They're just so focused on this other thing. So that's how this book kind of came to be, and, and, I, and I use my mother as an example because she was an alpha for sure back in the day when it was much, much more um, less common. She was born in 1930, and there, it's not like she was the only one. I'm just saying it, 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 stu- it stood out at the time as being different from the rest. <laughs> I don't know. My mother was born in 1929, and I'll tell you what, she's alpha. <laughs> no yeah, doubt about yeah, of it. Of course. Oh, of course. They're, they're exist. It's just that, it's just that. I mean, people knew. Like It was almost like you could just talk about this person because she was so different from other people, whereas today she would just fit in just fine mm-hmm. because we've been grooming women to be this way. You're listening. So the dynamics between men and women have changed dramatically as a result of that. Uh, you're listening to Talk with Francesca. My guest is Suzanne Vanker. We're talking about helping the over-controlling woman hmm, get a handle on it before they destroy their relationship. Uh, Suzanne, but aren't there men that actually like a more dominant woman? 
So I think what people confuse is that it's true that men certainly want a woman who speaks her mind, for sure, and who has principles and values that she stands by, as opposed to being, for example, a wallflower. Certainly, that's not what we're talking about here. Right. But it's very, but and, and it's attractive to be with somebody who's um, fun and, and strong in, in the one, on the one hand, where I think they... <laughs> that men often don't realize what they're getting themselves into, though, when they get attracted to that type of person, is that years down the line after that they're married, that often gets turned against them. And that's where the problem comes in. So what they see is, you know, assertiveness becomes more maybe aggressiveness or mm-hmm. controlling later on down the road because women don't start off. I mean, face it, when you're first meeting and getting together with a guy, no one's going to act this way. You're going out of your way to be the complete opposite because you're trying to get that person's affection and attention. So it's a very slow uh, transition over the time that you're almost, you know, I try to encourage people to think back to when they first were together and what was the relationship and the dynamic like then? And that's typically what caused the two people to come together. So if you've gotten off track down the road, you need to recreate that to get that back. Mm-hmm. Um, Suzanne, we do need to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to guess that you're an alpha female, and um, so maybe you can share with our listeners how you made the change. <laughs> listeners, okay. listeners, stay with us here. We need to hear from our sponsors. We will be right back. Do you remember the last time your vehicle was in that pristine condition? Angel's Touch offers full-service detailing and bodywork. Family-owned and operated with several packages to choose from, you can count on your car to be immaculate from bumper to bumper, undercarriage to sunroof. Call Angel's Touch today at 508-759-1111. Collision, detailing, and full restoration because you can always trust an Angel's Touch. Visit them at capepotautobodyanddetailing.com. So what are you waiting for? Ladies, it's time to enjoy a new you. Stop hiding. Experience a tradition of quality results and a standard of excellence and service at Kima Cosmetic Surgery Anti-Aging Center in Norwell. The best-kept secret south of Boston, whether you're looking to seek enhancement, reconstruction, or skin care, Kima is the only place to go. Having been in business for 11 years, their clients include A-listers. Kima is the first clinic in Massachusetts to use Limitless MD, human umbilical cord stem cells. These are the first human umbilical cord stem cells created for cosmetic procedures used in combination with some of the most advanced technologies. I've been to Kima myself and wouldn't go anywhere else because I expect exceptional results. So contact Kima today to schedule your consultation at 781-871-4200 or visit them at KimaAntiAging.com and discover the internal and external solution you've been looking for. Now, what are you waiting for? Looking for a unique experience to dining? Rio Brazilian Steakhouse brings an authentic Brazilian flavor with a great atmosphere to the restaurant scene in Plymouth. The interior is warm and welcoming, and the buffet style offers a relaxed atmosphere while offering fine dining with the traditional rodizio style from Rio, the heart of Brazil. Come dine and watch your dishes being prepared and cooked over the grill. Plymouth's best-kept secret, Rio Brazilian Steakhouse offers a full buffet daily, along with wine and beer. Rio Brazilian Steakhouse is located at 318 Court Street in Plymouth and is open seven days a week. For an unforgettable experience from start to finish, visit them at riosteakhouserestaurant.com. You'll be glad you did.
This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. My guest is Suzanne Vanker, and we are discussing the alpha female. Welcome back, Suzanne. Thanks. Thanks. So um, I'm going to guess, and this is bold of me to to surmise such without really knowing for sure, but I'm going to guess that you are an alpha female. I mean, hey, you've written a book. You've got another book that's coming out. Uh, you have a great marketing campaign. You have great things to say. You you speak your mind. So uh, how did you make that transition? Because I bet that it wasn't always... It wasn't always You're right. Right. Okay. No. Right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Which is, by the way, which is the point of the book because it's sort of part. Well, not sort of. It is part memoir. Oh, I was going to say part therapy. Your part therapy. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, no question about it. It was partly for myself, yeah, and then of I course. thought, well, the world might as well benefit if I'm, you know, going to get something out of this. So why not? Well, we so always, I did. I told yeah. my story mm-hmm. uh, throughout the book, yeah. um, and 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 it's not easy. It's it's. I I think. It's definitely something that does not happen overnight at all. And I even talk at the beginning of the end of the book that, hey, here's what I've learned how to do. Here's what I know works, but don't think for a minute that I'm great 100% of the time. I fall. I still fall, but I fall far, far fewer than I used to. So it's basically a series of, it's a process of really changing the way you think in the way you communicate. So, for example, one of the things I would hear from my husband a lot is not what I say, but how I say it. Mm-hmm. That was a consistent uh, theme running through our marriage. We've been married 21 years this week. And so all this Happy anniversary. Time, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Until recently, I would hear that a lot. And um, I had to really look at myself and what I perhaps absorbed growing up with my own mother to kind of get that out of me. Because I do think we're all naturally going to absorb mm-hmm. what we're lived with for the first 18 years of our lives. I mean, how could you not? Right. And so... It's just inevitable. So if it's not working for you, you you have to find another way. And if you're committed to it and you want a better marriage, then you just do. So there's a bunch of, you know, different ways to go about how you switch your mind. So one example is mantras. And mantras is just something that you, a short phrase that you come up with to train your brain to think differently than it naturally wants to. So you can make this about anything. Let's say you wanted to, like I also used to move a lot more quickly than I do and talk a lot quicker, believe it or not. I'm still working on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> you might be able to tell. I'm always working. So, um, and, and so you come up with a phrase, let's say, for a long time I would say, I choose to slow down. I choose to slow down. And I would repeat that. You have to do it over and over, like thousands of time in a day, times mm-hmm. in a day, which sounds daunting, but you'd be surprised how many moments you have in a car or getting dressed or brushing mm-hmm. your teeth where you can say these things. And you repeat it so many times until your brain is trained to start doing that. Mm-hmm. And actually, it, it, you find even before the you've said it for the thousandth time, just by saying it, you force yourself. If you're walking really fast and you say that, you'll find your body just slowing mm-hmm. down as you're saying it. Mm-hmm. So that's just one little example, and you can use that for anything with your relationship as well. So that was a big part of the whole process with these with these mantras. Well, just, what was the hardest thing for you to overcome in making this transition, this change? So I think that the hardest thing that also was I was the most successful at in the end that has had the most impact is keeping still and keeping my mouth closed. That's been 
probably the biggest thing. My choice to not say something when I could have said something has had a profound effect on my marriage because I realize that there's just a lot of things that don't really need to be said, and I would have a knee-jerk reaction to just talk, Mm -hmm. um, just Mm -hmm. to talk. Now, because that's how I am as a woman, and my husband's a man, and so a lot of this isn't just personality-based. It's a combination of understanding personalities and how to get them to to click better. But the other half of it is understanding male versus female and how you have to marry that whole process in with the personalities. You know, it's an an ongoing effort. But if you understand that men, for example, have far fewer feelings and thoughts in a day than women do, if you understand those differences, you realize that when you're coming at him with your female stuff, he gets bombarded. And so if you learn to speak his language, your marriage is going to improve automatically. So you have to start to think outside of yourself and what you need and want in that moment and think about how something's being received. Do you still have those voices in your head that want to take control? You know, I can honestly say that when I'm with my husband, I don't. I don't. I don't feel it at all anymore. Now, it was not, as I said, overnight. We're talking, you know, not just months. <laughs> Initially, I would think that, but then it would it would carry on for for several years. Mm-hmm. At this point, I literally don't even enjoy the thought of it. I just completely... Um, have let go of 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 just just about everything when i'm when i'm with him and um it's just it's just really huge and of course you know what i do during the day is already exhausting because i am in a different mode during the day so i actually really believe that women want to come home and turn it off i don't think they want to keep going but a lot of people especially when they have children they're still in that mode when you're raising kids mine are now we're almost empty nesters so that's another reason why it's been a little bit easier for me. But even when the kids are older, they don't need you as much to sort of, you know, orchestrate everything. So I really think even moms at home have a hard time with shifting from mom mode to wife mode. Mm-hmm. Um, because whether you're working or whether you're in charge of your kids, you're still constantly in the boss mode. Right. right? So or in, or in an independent mode, let's put it that way. Right. Suzanne, your father loved your mother's unconventional ways and her ability to to forge her own path, you said. But, you know, you also say that it was challenging, maddening even, or you say to be married to her. Is this his opinion or yours? Um, But millions of men are like your father, and they stick around. Why would that be? Yeah. Why, do you think? Well, in my case, well, I won't get into my case with my father, but I think, I, I think, um, I think there are several things that go on there. I truly, truly believe that most men who stick with women who they wish would be different than they are in this respect do so for the kids. Yeah, yeah. If I, you... think, I, think, I think that's why they're there ultimately because I think if you remove the kids, a lot of men would, would not would not put up with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, get, it can get really, really ugly and really bad. Not in my story and... Yes, with my mom and dad's story, but I'm sure there's much worse than my mom. You know, there's a there's a spectrum for sure. Right. But when you see it up close, I mean, even now having known what I know, I can see it. You know, in a heartbeat when I'm if I meet someone new and I see that dynamic, it's really uncomfortable. Mm. Well, it's kind of hard to miss, frankly. If you're just tuning in, you're listening. <laughs> you're listening to talk with Francesca. My guest is Suzanne Vanker. She has written a book, "The Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage." Ladies, if you want to find out if you are an alpha female, pick up the book. Again, "The Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage." Suzanne's quiz will decide. 
Suzanne, so talk to us about the qualities of a beta woman and why they're more likely to have better marriages. And I guess part B of that question would be, do you consider yourself a beta woman now? Sounds like you you are. I I, I think that I, I guess you could say that I'm definitely in beta mode at, at in the evenings and weekends. Let's just put it that way, for sure. I'm not in that mode during the week because of what I do. Right. But I, I do shift gears very quickly and very easily at the end of the day. And you'd be surprised. I mean, I would see, I have seen, you know, I saw a couple people growing up who, who could do that. And I always thought that was pretty interesting and really effective. And it seems like it's daunting, but it, it, once you get the hang of it, it's actually really easy. Um, so I wouldn't call myself, like, I don't think anybody would describe me as a beta by heart. They would say, this is something Suzanne's worked on to make her marriage better. And it's really obvious. Um, if you spend time with, for example, my husband and me today, maybe from 10 years ago. Um, but the, what was your question? Whether I, whether I, whether I would over oh, describe myself that way right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't you yeah. ask me something else? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to, well, I, what yeah. I wanted to know oh, was what a beta woman would look like. What yeah. a beta woman would look like. You ask. Um, Does she have a pulse? <laughs> Then, no, so that's a great question because that's exactly the message I want to get across. This is not about being a wallflower or a doormat at all. No, no, no. no. I, I'm I do just not kidding. suggest that. No man likes that either. No. That's not good. Mm-mm. This is simply knowing. It's, it's really about maturity almost. It's learning how to kill more. What my mother used to say, ironically, my mother, uh, kill more flies with honey than with vinegar, vinegar right? It's right. that same concept. Like, oh, you got to pick your battles, to, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that there's a better way. And when you learn how simple men are and what they need and what they want from you, Mm. which is very simple compared to what women need and want from men, it's so easy to to do that and have a peaceful marriage if you're willing and open and vulnerable and just not trying to take or not needing to be in control all the time. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really quite easy, but the beta person is just simply softer, more conciliatory, uh, quieter. But that doesn't mean you. She has no voice in anything. It's just it's just not that. So of course, if you'll get you know, obviously when the book first came out, I had lots of people who you know read it that way because that's how they wanted to read it. They just, they weren't open to it. It was too daunting. Mm-hmm. But if you really read the book, you will not get that from it. Let's talk about money for a minute um, because it's a big deal. What happens if the the woman is the breadwinner? I'm trying to remember Farnoosh Tarobi. Yeah, she wrote a book, book. right? I forget Mm -hmm. the name of the book. I interviewed her many years ago. When she earned more. Yes, right. And I don't recall whether or not she earned more than her husband, but but whatever she said, it can work. And 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 I think. When it comes to money, boy, I think that's a that's a tricky one. I really do, especially if the woman is the breadwinner. So, I in my new book that's coming out later this year, there's an, actually an entire chapter that says, "Beware of being the breadwinner." Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's this book is specifically for women. Um, and yeah, it's 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 an unpopular topic because of course look at what's going on in the world i mean the culture today Mm -hmm. and where we're headed with women succeeding and men are struggling and that's part of the reason for for this coverage right now because it's so topical what are we going to do about the fact that women are so successful and men are falling behind and women want successful men 
and men don't want you know women that are more successful than they are this does fly in the face of natural that natural complementary nature between men and women by taking into account their unique uh, you know uh, dna mm-hmm. so so it's I do remember when her book came out, and yes, I think she is a breadwinner, and even she concedes, and, under, and she said that the premise of her book was that this does not work well at all, or, like, her argument is that it can, yes, but her stats were clear that it doesn't work right now, and there you are at a higher risk of divorce if you do. Mm-hmm. So the complete gender role reversal, the underlying problem with it is that ultimately you're taking away a man's ability to provide and protect which is still at the core of a man's identity just as much today as it was 100 years ago, even though we like to talk about it, even though we pretend that that's not the case and it shouldn't be that way, it is that way. And when you usurp that role, he feels superfluous because that's his job. And the only way I can get people to understand is to liken it to the, the fact that women don't need to produce in the way men do, in order to be valuable because their bodies naturally produce life. And so that's the thing they bring to the table that that men can't do. And so what men do to compensate for that fact that they can't give birth, not that they want to give birth, (laughs) is to... (laughs) They can have a job. (laughs) ...is to provide for that life that you create. And when you take that away from them, in addition to being having the babies, well, what's left for them? You know, where where do they go? Right. And, And that's sometimes subconscious, but it gets in the way of the relationship almost invariably and completely turns it on its head and the sex goes bad and the respect is gone and it's just bad news. Oh, that's what I mean, some people can do it. Some people, and maybe Far News does, but I, that is not going to be the norm, I don't believe, ever. It goes against human nature. Mm-hmm. Very right. difficult. All right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Suzanne Vanker. We are talking about the alpha... Female, We do need to take a short break. Uh, Suzanne, when we come back, I'd like to know if you think there's an ideal mate for the alpha female. Listeners, stay with us here. Don't jump on that plane. I appreciate you hanging out with me. More talk on the way on 95.9 WATD. The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Hey, long time no see. You look amazing. Thomas Negrelli? I have been thinking about changing up my look for the spring. Did you say that number again? Thanks, I'm calling him now. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. 
Since opening in 1993, Terramia Restaurante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. for more talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back. You are listening to Talk with Francesca. My guest is Suzanne Vanker, and we are talking about helping the over-controlling woman get a handle on it before she destroys her relationship. So welcome back, Suzanne. Thank you. So is there an ideal made for the, uh, the alpha female? There is. There is. I think I have a couple sections in the book that, that, that speak to that specifically. And I used the... Um, film far from the matting crowd as a, as a great explanation of that of course you have to have seen that to know that but anyway i describe it in the book <laughs> it's basically a woman like for example in that film she was very strong-willed very independent um very almost anti just not wanting to marry um at all which was back at a time when nobody did that and essentially she had her choice of three men and one was really um kind of pitiful and a follower and soft and ironically the wealthiest person but was basically begging her to marry him so of course he wasn't very uh, uh he was enticing in terms of his the way they framed it his money and his looks but he was he was just pitiful you know he just he was just was too much after her and so she wasn't interested and then there was the bad boy who she was very interested in of course because he was most most like her and she thought that was very exciting because most alpha women want other alpha men Mm -hmm. and but of course he's he he, you know the bad boy is going to break your heart in the end and he was a bad guy it turns out to be a bad guy and then there was the one in the middle who she does end up with at the end of the movie but for the the whole movie she's not with him so it's not till the very very end and it takes her that whole time to play out these other two fellas to understand that the person she's been with in this other capacity who was working with her that whole time was actually the best fit for her. And his personality was very strong and not, um, not, uh, she called, she would call her on her stuff Mm. and very, but very strong in his own right, but not, but extremely kind and extremely good and really beta at heart. So, you know, much more independent and not worried about being competitive with other people, not show it, not, you know, strutting mm-hmm. his stuff. It just really solid mm-hmm. and confident mm-hmm. in yeah. his own right. Yeah. But, he, and, but when he got with her, he wasn't threatened in the least. He just went on his own merry way. So it was fascinating. So anyway, that's, that's the kind of person who she ultimately hmm. needs is someone who is, who is more of a beta in terms of, you know, not necessarily um, being mm-hmm. as strong-willed or minded as she is, but very much his own man, and really doesn't doesn't bother with you and let you do your thing, but calls you on your crap when it when it's necessary. That makes sense. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about romance for a bit. So, what about in the yeah. bedroom? Should an alpha female adjust her behavior with physical intimacy? So. You know, that's a very personal area that sure functions a little differently for for everyone. However, there is no question that when 
the roles are reversed entirely and she's the dominant one, especially going back to the breadwinning thing, that that really screws things up in the bedroom. That's been shown in research across the board because she's invariably not able to look up to him because when she's in charge, then then he's emasculated and that's going to come out in the bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. So so in that scenario, um, if you're if you're bringing that same self to the table and you are the breadwinner or you just can't ever turn it off, mm. it's yeah. what you're doing is you're, you're, you're not allowing the natural um, uh, male, female, masculine, feminine energy to do its thing, which is really necessary for sex. You're being, you're, you're taking on the masculine role there. So then you have to ask, well, what's he supposed to do? You can't both be in that role. So someone, he's got to adjust himself and if he steps back she's not happy because she wants him to sort of take charge and take initiative there and so it's 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 tricky it's just very tricky yeah but i would um, think that, but men find that exciting too you know when a um, woman they is, can yeah right yep. i mean that's yeah to yep. me i they mean that can. could be a role-playing kind of a thing uh, yes for sure. i think it mostly has to do with whether or not your relationship outside the bedroom is working uh yeah so if, 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 if this alpha issue is not working in the marriage because she can't let it go and she's always in control and she's always having to dominate, that's going to come out in the bedroom. I got Whereas you. if you, so you really got to fix everything outside the bedroom for it to work inside. That's my take on it. Got it. Got it. So it isn't just about dressing also like in a feminine way. Help us to understand the feminine state of mind. Yeah, I talk about that a lot because I don't, I'm not somebody um, who necessarily has long nails and wears dresses or heels, although I will say that. I was just talking to someone about this the other day. But the logo I on believe, the front of your book is a woman in I know, red, I know, red I know, high I know, heels. Because, <laughs> my point, yeah, because when you put them on, you, when you go out on a date, let's say, yeah. you immediately, I mean, you can feel the energy in the evening, can you not? If you're going out and you're putting on those clothes, that kind Especially of Especially those red stilettos, you bet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I love it's those amazing. red and stilettos. If a man puts a suit on, if a man puts a suit on, I mean, yeah. no question, you're allowing that masculine, feminine piece to just do its thing, and it's so sexually mm. appealing. It just is. So, but my point in the book was I wanted to let people know that even if you don't wear dresses, own wool heels and, and long nails or what have you, yeah, or even makeup, mm-hmm. although all those things are nice. But mm-hmm. if you don't, it's really much more about a state of mind, about presenting yourself in a softer, kinder way with your man, as opposed to being dictatorial or um, nagging. You know, nagging is a no-no. We haven't talked about that yet, but that's a big example of the alpha versus the beta wife. Oh, yeah. a, an alpha immediately nags and they, she doesn't call it nagging she calls it helping I'm just helping him see the light or I'm going to say it in such a way so that it's he you know he, he doesn't realize he's being nagged or whatever but of course he does know <laughs> so, uh, so the beta wife will not nag he's just, nagging is just not in her style whatsoever her, she goes about things in a different way whether it's um, you know using her feminine wiles which can be done in you know a number of ways. For example, go if you want something from your husband and you don't think that he'll otherwise do it, ask him when you're naked. This is starting to sound like a lot of work. <laughs> 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 this is start. 
starting to sound like an awful lot of thinking. <laughs> and I know those alphas like listening, and I think the alpha women out there listening are not happy with you. <laughs> Oh, boy. It only sounds like a lot of work because it's different and new. But once you, once you know how to do it, it's just, it's just second nature. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think that husbands on TV are often portrayed as immature or inferior, though? Oh, that's a whole other subject. Oh, it's terrible. It's yeah. just yeah. awful. I, I mean, I, I've written extensively about that. Um I had a piece, The War on Men, in 2012 that went viral, and it was just all about that, that the um, the portrayal of men as idiot, uh, yeah. you know, useless, useless, uh, emasculated. It's terrible, and it's everywhere. And that's what I mean by when I say alpha women, yeah, they, your mom and my mom from, the, from way back when might have been that way, but the culture wasn't encouraging it. And that just brought up as a perfect example of how you don't even realize how much you're getting this message just when you turn on the damn television because it's on a commercial right. commercials show them as idiots right right what about the grass is greener syndrome you know it's better elsewhere yeah so that's um that's also a component of, of the, the new book coming out this year as well because that to me is such a significant part of what many marriages today struggle with because of the world that we now live in where we have the vantage point of seeing into everybody else's lives through social media through just me just media let's just say media in general whatever form that comes mm -hmm. we have way too much um way too much visual stimulation and, and too much information about other people that is fake so it makes it look like your life is subpar every time you're 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 you know you see an image of something i think this is really problematic with social media and so people are you know they naturally over time tend to question their own lives or get bored or what have you and then it's natural to think that this person over here has it better if let's say that person's husband doesn't have the same quality as your husband well then he must be a better husband Right. Well, of course, that's ridiculous because over there they think your husband's got something that husband doesn't have, you know. So it's it's not at all what you think it is. Right. It's just as it's just as brown over there on that that grass on that lawn that it is in yours, but you just can't see that. So I think a lot of people struggle with not comparing their lives to other people's, and that's problematic in a big way. You know, there was a time when it was a sign of strength and independence for a woman to not need a man, obviously. Um, in fact, there was a book called Men Are Just Desserts. And I'm talking like, I remember that book. I, her name was Sonia something. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, um, it, it was basically about a woman not needing a man. And, you know, the men are just desserts. And if you look at them as anything but, and you, you depend on yourself for everything, and we don't need them. I mean, that was the message, right? That's still the message. That's still the message. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's, 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 it's such a message that you don't even have to call it a message because it's just embedded in the culture. That That's just, that women don't, yeah, they can do everything on their own. And, of course... They can't, and even in, depending, of course, if you don't want to ever get married, sure, I guess so, but if you want to get married and have a family, it, you absolutely need a man, mm -hmm. but that, that, but even if you technically didn't, then you get into the question of, well, you may not, but children certainly do, 
Right. So that, yeah, and so that gets into where is your value system? What do you um, want for your life? How do you, you know, just, that's just a whole big, I don't know, other, but it is problematic because that is the message that's fed even today. And that mentality is what undermines the marriage from the get-go. If that's your take going in, you're going to basically produce a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because he's going to turn out to be not such a great guy because you either you either you chose poorly because you had this mindset or you created it because you you, do, you just have this belief system that is so counterproductive to having a, a lasting marriage you are listening to talk with francesca my guest is suzanne vanker we are going to take a short break but when we come back suzanne i would love it if you could give all the alpha females out there some do's and don'ts some real practical knowledge so listeners stay with us here don't go anywhere You are listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on the Hunt Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling I'm never happy. I'm never I just happy. can't seem to get just out of this phone. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Intuitive life speaker and energy healer, Kathleen Lamberton, can help you discover simple insights to be your very best you. With a decade of energy coaching, Kathleen Lamberton can proactively empower you and help guide you on that path forward. Imagine your life fully realized, your potential limitless, as well as your mind joyful and at ease. Connect with her for a complimentary discovery session to talk about your healing voyage. Visit KathleenL.com to begin your life-changing journey right now. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723. Three six seven three three, or visit us at anticofornoboston.com. Hey, this is James Woods, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right. 
We are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking to Suzanne Vanker. She has written a book, The Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage, How Love Works. And we are trying to straighten out all the alpha women out there. So welcome back, Suzanne. (laughs) Thanks. So give us some actual, well, we know what the don'ts are. You've given us a lot of don't do's, but what about the do's? So a couple of do's would be, one huge one is praise. So praising and thanking goes a really long way. And you have to, you know, if you step back and kind of think about it, not in terms of men, but just in terms of your um, work relationships or your friendships, you know, why are we so resistant to doing this with our husbands or with men when we're, you know, we might do that with a friend or a coworker. I mean, people respond to praise in general, but men especially love praise. They just really feed off of it. And so if you haven't given a lot of praise, if you're not someone who does that, you will be shocked to see that when you start doing it, how quickly he responds. So, so praise is one. Another is affection. You know, if you're not, I think a lot of alpha women aren't necessarily, some aren't affectionate for sure, but some are it's just that they're so busy all the time they're just in such this mode of Mm. getting things done that the idea of relaxing which is where the affection would come in because typically you know you have to be somewhat relaxed even think to be affectionate um is hard for them but when you do it once again that's just as big as praise for men they just love affection they love praise and they respond to it. And when you see how easy it is, once they respond, it just becomes that much easier to keep up with them. So I'd, I'd say those are two big things. And then I think we sort of mentioned the other one um, about not nagging. So then the reverse of that would be to just be nice. Just <laughs> nice. I mean, just be a nice person. Kind of like, and, and, and when you go, well, what does that look like? The only thing I the first thing I say is go back to when you were dating and be yes. like that. Yes, 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 yes. That's when you were nice. That's probably the last time you were nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But but you can see how when you think of yourself, it's so easy 20 years in because you're living life and you're losing life. But as soon as you think back to when you were dating, you're like, oh, my God, yeah, that was really different. <laughs> and what was one of the biggest things? Because mm-hmm. you were just nice. You were trying to get them. <laughs> right? You were trying to. You were so trying to get them. At that point. What? You were trying to get them, it sounds just sounds Yeah, funny. you're trying to get them. So who's going to nag somebody? You're not going to get anybody by nagging. And you say to you like nagging. You're so enamored with them. You think you're so wonderful. <laughs> and you're just really nice. And then somehow that gets lost in the shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some questions from Facebook. Donna from Situate would like to know. Uh, Suzanne, are there qualities in men that you feel women would be wise to adopt? Hmm, thank you for that question, Donna. Wait, I'm sorry. Are there qualities what? Qualities in men that you feel women would be wise to adopt. Oh, my gosh. That's a good question, Donna. That is such a great question, and it's never asked. And I always say that. Why do we never look to what we can learn from men? All the magazines talk about women, but they never talk about what men can offer. Well, several things. One, silence. They Mm. are, they understand the art of silence. So it's just a simple example. I have both a son and a daughter. And my son speaks significantly less than my daughter, just like my husband speaks significantly less than I do. But when he does speak, it's very profound. 
and it will have to carry you for a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, because he's not going to say something that will sound again for a while. <laughs> but point being, <laughs> um, point being that they they store it up, you know, and they listen. Now, you know, just by nature, they just listen more because they talk so much less than women. So they listen more. And then when they do finally have something to say, it's worthwhile. Whereas we will just talk by nature as women because that's what we do to, to sort of cope and, and just that's just natural for us. Right. But a lot of what we say is not really that important. So I'd say the art of silence would be one thing mm-hmm. that um, that men can teach women. Um, and then the other thing is respect. I think that men are naturally respectful of women, contrary to what anybody will tell you in the culture or in the media. It's the complete opposite of the junk that women are taught about men. They are extremely responsive to respect, so they give it quite naturally. Whereas women, because they're so love-driven, they're more they're, they're easier to give love, but not so much respect. So they have to learn how to be respectful without thinking you're being submissive in some way. Respect and submissive, those are, those are not the same thing at all. So talk a little bit more about respect. So respect is um, literally, I believe, the food, the sustenance that, that, that a marriage needs to survive and to thrive. And if it is missing, more so than love, I mean, that's how significant I think it is. If it's missing, the marriage really never works. Whether you, whether you get divorced or not is a, is a second issue. It just doesn't work if that's missing. It messes up the stuff in the bedroom, and the way you talk to one another on a daily basis will be very different if you're lacking respect or if you have it, but you're not, you have respect for your spouse, but you're not showing it. It really is the glue that holds the marriage together. Um, and I've seen, I mean, we've all seen this. We, we, you can see it in a relationship where it's not there. It's really obvious. Right. And you can see it and you can see it when it is there. I mean, I don't, you don't, nobody needs me to tell them that. Just look around at your own friends and family members. You know who they are, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's clear as day. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a big deal. Though, so, you know, I would give you a little pushback on men are always respectful of women. I mean, I don't know about that. No, no, no. I didn't say that. No, no, I don't mean that. I didn't say that. I say as, no, no. There's always, of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. I'm saying as a general, um, natural, it's natural for the average man to be respectful because he himself thrives on it. So it's his language is what I mean. Of Hmm. course there are disrespectful men, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm. But it's, but women, it's not as natural for them to be respectful. It's more natural for them to be loving hmm. and give attention and caregiving. But the respect part isn't always natural for them because they don't feed off of it in the same way that a man does. That's interesting. So I think those, that's a big difference between them. Hmm. Yeah, that I did not. That, that's new to me. That's very new. Um, and, and I'm not saying that men aren't respectful, but I didn't know that that, was, that that's their natural way of being necessarily i mean look at their relationships with each other and compare it to women's you know yeah. how nasty women can yeah. be look how nasty women can yeah. be oh you know to what each that's other. Very, yeah 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 no you got men, a good men point don't have those problems no they yeah. don't, don't they, no you know what that, no, that's is respect. A, that is a really really good point uh you know if they have an issue with each other and they'll just 
say what they have to say, and then they'll get back out okay. on the basketball court and, and be... There you go. Back at my producer over there shooting yeah. baskets in the, you know... <laughs> He's supposed to be giving They're me signals. He's shooting, ba- he's shooting ba- baskets back there, Ryan. Yeah, right. <laughs> you said basketball. I just called my name. <laughs> he started listening. He started listening when I said basketball. Hello. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Here, here's another very interesting one that Irene from Quincy would like to know. How do you feel if the woman has more money than the guy and she wants him to sign a prenup before they marry? Oh. Yeah. Ouch. That's a hard one. Oh. That's a hard one. Uh, you know, my- I, I, yeah. Don't get me started on prenups. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have any experience with it, but I'll just say that, I mean, I think that in certain circumstances, maybe really big wigs, you know, big people, you know, who have just gobs of money. Now, that they might have a whole different set of needs there with that. I get that. But for the average person, I think that that automatically sets up a negative from the get-go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I... I think that you have bigger if you if you think you need it, you'd be better off looking at the relationship itself before mm. pulling that out. Or and don't get married. Just don't get married. Just live yeah. together or be together. Yeah. But if that's really mm-hmm. yeah, I, I but that's like I said, that's another whole topic. Um, okay, and now Maria from Weymouth says asks, the hardest thing I find is when my boyfriend doesn't want to talk. Oh, silence when we are arguing i can't just let things be until he decides he is ready any advice well <laughs> we did so, uh, you did kind of answer that that's the that's the silence thing right but so that, that give, is hard that yeah, is a hard and one. i'll just give an example i'll just give an example because i completely understand what she's saying when i need to talk about it and get out, i need to just uh, get to it and yeah. be done and move on i do not like to sit with it my husband he gets so emotional, he has to walk away yeah. for a, a, a period of time. It's usually just a few hours. It can be up to a day, but it's typically for a few hours. And I've had to learn to let that let that happen. Because when he comes back, he approaches me on his own, and then he's really open to what I'm saying after he's calmed down. Mm-hmm. So if you force something, it's going to get bigger and worse. You have to, it's all about working with the other person, you know, and, and, and how they, how they operate. And you can force it, you can try and force a square peg into a round hole, but you're not going to get anywhere. So you might as well work with, with what, what, what you know works. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll just say I'm a painter um, and, you know, art is kind of like life, you know, and I'm the same way. I want to get it out. I want to talk about it. And that's it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I would be painting and I didn't like the way the painting was coming out. And I would keep putting more paint in and more paint in and it would get really, really messy. And the time that I really grew um, as a painter and also as a person is when I learned how to step back. Step back. Right. So <laughs> anyway. And, yep. and when and I did. And, you know, yeah. yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, Suzanne Vanker, she is the author of the Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage, How Love Works. Do you have a website that my listeners can go oh, to? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Well, it? it's, it's the, you, could, you could go to thefeministfixer.com, mm-hmm. which is just connected to my name, SuzanneVenker.com. So whichever's easiest to remember. All right. Fantastic. Thanks a million for being on Talk with Francesca. It's been really, it's been so enjoyable. Awesome. Thank you. All right. We've got to wrap things up. You've been listening to Talk with Francesca. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, spread the word on social media. And of course, drop me a note anytime at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. 
thank you to my awesome team, Sean, Glenice, Ryan, and Kevin. You guys rock. And thank you to all my sponsors who make Talk with Francesca possible. Until next time, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.